Welcome back to Square Horror. Guys... I'm the master of ceremonies. I'm your Duke of Spook Danny. I need a nickname. <laughs> yeah, well, who are you? I've been on your fucking show three Name times. yourself right now, boom. Uh, uh, that's way too much pressure. Go, right off the... <laughs> I didn't choke on his drink. Okay, you have to the rest of the <laughs> episode. Me, I didn't do it on purpose. Most likely to die in a horror movie, unfortunately, as we've learned. Listen, as we've learned, just because it's true doesn't mean it needs to be said. No, I just, I just, just feel like that it. moment. He's right. Though. I feel like just I mean, that moment, is, even but... just for us, <laughs> I even just Danny, but he's right. <laughs> well, that's I, what I think is even just for us, that moment was so telling. It's because I looked at you, and you didn't even look at me. You just looked down, and then I was like, <laughs> seeing that you realized it was you was like, it's you. And this isn't. This isn't a. This is just an is thing. This is an is thing. I mean, because that's just it's between. Fine. I think it was just between the two of us, because that was what the rules. The rules said. The rules. The rules. But before we get into that. By the way, I'm Steph, Matt's cousin. Hello. Yeah, I was Our like, actually introduce yourself. <laughs> feel like everybody knows that by now, but that's fine. Well, I mean, especially because you've been doing a lot to plug our show already. So hopefully, people that are listening to us actually, most people that would know, would listen to this, ironically, might know you more than us. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know because we have I a lot have of our friends that, that don't listen. Well, I know, but you have. Friends. Well, That's I don't know. They're, they're busy. Probably and... great friends. <laughs> <laughs> they are great friends, especially those people that are listening to us. Yes. Yeah. The people that aren't, you know. And thank like, you fuck to them. listeners like you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give us money. They just give us like their patronage. Yeah. They give us reason to go on. You know who else gives us reason to go on? Ice Nine what Kills. What a segue, Matt. <laughs> Someone segue. has to. You know. <laughs> Oh no, we could just do this for another hour and then figure out what we're doing. Well, we're going to be doing this at the end of the show when we get to the game. But I feel like we should get business out of the way first. Get the business out of the way. So Ice Nine Kills is a band. No. That we have discussed before on this podcast. I thought you were going to say we have discovered. And I'm like, Matt, we discovered them quite a while ago. I won't even say we discovered them because they clearly were an established band that I didn't know about before. Yeah. Um, but we've talked about Ice Nine Kills before. Mm-hmm. Um, if I mean, if you know us in real life, you've heard probably us. probably heard the, their music at some point. Yeah, I mean, if not even heard it, you just heard us talk about it. Yes. You know, we clearly are big simps for the band, and I'm going to say that confidently. Because we send, I mean, at least me, I send one of the guitar players corgis to you guys pretty much anytime that's, he does anything that's true like even if he's not doing anything you know so i mean i will say at he least just, co- starks deserves to be shared i agree yeah you know murphy's making his way up there too he is that dog's freaking i just don't see him as much no. on the stories because you know do you follow murphy's instagram uh no murphy i didn't he is a dog that, it's great is it called murphy it's is called a dog? murphy is a dog no spaces i would assume no spaces <laughs> it's amazing follow it all right, so Ice Nine Kills so Ice is, Nine kills <laughs> is Ice... more than just their dogs. Dan, what's Ice Nine Kills? I clearly cannot. Ice Nine kills. I'm beating around the bush too much. You really are. I'm surprised. Don't know why. Uh, Ice Nine Kills is a metal band that, um, with their two most recent albums, have really delved into the more horror aspects, or horror film, I should say, with their albums The Silver Scream and Welcome to Horrorwood, The Silver Scream 2. Right, so they're the band that makes songs based on horror movies, and they've been making songs based on fill-in-the-blanks pretty much their whole career, as we've learned because I asked them that question. Correct. Because we, we, they're pretty much like a, they're a primary them. source for this episode, which, I mean, is more than most can say. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't had anyone on the show yet that's been in any way connected to anything we've talked about, mm-hmm. with the exception of this band. 
Yes. I mean, until we get them on the podcast or we talk to you about your ventures, which we can plug later on. But, you know, up until then, it's Ice Nine Kills. There mm-hmm. are flagship homeboys. Flagship homeboys. <laughs> Branded. Brand- <laughs> oh, my God. Pat <laughs> Yeah, so their new album, Welcome to Horrorwood, we've more or less, we talked about it a little bit over the summer. Um, talk- yeah, well, when you guys did first... your last episode, it wasn't out yet. No, yeah, right? yeah that's what correct. What was out? Hip to be they, scared. Hip to be scared was out. And that's hip it. to be scared was the only one that was out at the time. Hip to be scared had been out for maybe two days. Oh, because yeah, like, that. Drove up. Because I was to listening it. to it constantly driving up to see you in North Dakota, uh, when we were making our Saw franchise breakdowns. Th- yeah, this is this. That's initially why we mm-hmm. made that episode in the first place. Is we felt that no actual human would want to listen to all those episodes in, in a single day. Yeah, who would do such a thing? <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> I mean, we appreciate it, but like, Literally, I, Jesus. I, I, I'm going to point out right before this episode started, I explained to both Matt and Danny that I did listen to all the Saw episodes in the span of two days, and they're both like, why? Like, we may, like, at least for me, like, writing those outlines, I'm like, no one wants to listen to this, but this is like therapeutic for me to get all this out. <laughs> Matt had to do this, not for you guys. But for himself. Yeah, that was yeah. that was for me. You're welcome. Mm. <laughs> you know, I just gonna let your feelings out, Matt. I mean, it was. I, I think you know, having a whole episode about my jigsaw theory was was nice enough, especially because I feel like t- it was longer than the other jigsaw episode. It was, nice. but I feel like it was it was a courtesy to have it on its own, so you yes. didn't have to listen to it, and still by no means need to. Um, but again, speaking of saw. Ice Nine Kills on their previous album, Silver Scream, has made songs like The Jig Is Up, Stabbing in the Dark, Savages. And if you remember from our uh, episode when we talked about It, we closed that episode That's correct. out with It Is The And end who was Ice on Nine that Kills. episode? <laughs> oh, that was Steph me. Was. Hey. <laughs> so it's almost like we have to talk about Ice Nine Kills with her. Um, well, on the I last... got mad when you recorded that episode. I was like, you did an Ink episode without me? Well, I was Matt's hoping like, well, you don't worry, we'll wouldn't do... say that. I was but hoping I... <laughs> you wouldn't listen to the episode. <laughs> oh, no, I was, I was going to say, because on that last episode, at least, we talked about our introductions to them. But mm-hmm. would you like to talk about your introduction to them? Um, okay, well, my introduction to them was you. But <laughs> I mean, it was, you saw them well, with no, me. Well, no, okay, so the thing is, so technically the first time... I saw Ice Nine Kills was the first time that Matt saw Ice Nine Kills when they opened in the Beyond the Barricade tour in 2015. But I'm going to be straight up, I don't remember their set at all. I remember, like, two songs. I don't really, like, consider that my introduction because the only thing, like, that I know is that they were there because they're on my t-shirt. That (laughs) is correct. (laughs) So it was a couple months later, because every trick in the book, their album had just dropped. And it's... um, it's the precursor to the Silver Scream, and it's all songs that are based on books. Right. And Matt reached out to me, <clears throat> and he was like, so do you remember that band that opened for Motionless at the Beyond the Barricade tour? And I said, no. And he said, well, <laughs> Which one? New Year's Day was the other one, yes. and so was for today. Yeah, did I not yes. tell you that? No. Yeah, um, the first time I saw Ice Nine Kills is also the first time I saw New Year's Day and Motionless in White. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, um... He was like, well, so their new album dropped. It's all songs about books. He's like, and their new, I think the, the video had like just come out. He's like, they have a song, Communion of the Cursed, and it's about the exorcist. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So, so I looked rules. it up and watched it and then watched it three more times immediately after and yep. then texted him and said, um, so I need to listen to this band. Yeah. <laughs> and so you lent me every trick in the book, and I think I listened to it for like a month straight. Well, because it was perfect because also, I mean, I feel like we talked about this on the It episode, but you're an author as well. Yes. You've been writing since high school, mm-hmm. and, you know, so, like, 
anything that has to do with literature and music well and i i don't know if i told you but like what drew me to them immediately like because of the literature aspect is they reminded me a lot of alisana which is that literally that emptiness like that specific album um (laughs) you snickering like you know what you're talking about danny I mean, not like like I mean, musically they're they're different from Alisana, but also, but like the way that I relate to them is very similar to Alisana because um, so Alisana for anybody who doesn't know is another band. They're my favorite band, and they're another one who does a lot based on literature. Like their right. very first album was all songs based on Greek mythology. Their second album was all songs on the Grimm's fairy tales, and then their third album, The Emptiness, which is my favorite album mm-hmm. ever, was the two vocalists wrote their own short story. Yeah. And turned it into an album. Oh, that's and it's awesome. a beautiful yeah. masterpiece. And they took it all as like inspirations from Edgar Allan Poe stories. Yes. So okay. it's not only like it's its own original work that is told song by song as like chapter by chapter, mm-hmm. but it's also like clearly the literature aspect is still an inspiration. So I'm thinking yeah. Ice Nine Kills should do that for their next album. Oh, that would, could you imagine? That would be amazing. They either have to do that or write their own movie. Like they have to do one or the other. But I mean, any man that is into, like, that literary aspect, especially, like, Ice Nine Kills specifically picking books that have, like, a dark, like, twisted... Like, I think right. Spencer described it in the album, like, uh, cover as, like, it's it's books that make you think. That's or true. Or something like that. And well, I was like, that's, you know... Like, we, I like, think we <clears throat> mentioned at least ham-fistedly a little bit what those songs were, but, like, every trick in the book has, like, horror ones, obviously, like mm-hmm. Dracula and The Exorcist and Carrie... Um, but there's also ones that I feel like would be an interesting choice. Like, um, the nature of the beast is that about animal farm, which I feel like hits that, like, it's a dark aesthetic because it's a dark book, but it's, it's still something that asks a question. Mm -hmm. Like the exorcist does that. Dracula does that. Carrie does that. You know, they even have a song about, uh, the diary of Anne Frank. Frank, I was going to bring that one up. You know, and the test of Dubberville. It's like, Mm -hmm. even like some like intense stuff like subject mm-hmm. material that they handle with respect especially with with tests especially playing it live and seeing it live yes it's a it's a piano mm-hmm. the whole thing is just a piano mm-hmm. ballad like they do with love bites on the silver scream mm-hmm. and almost the fly on horrorwood but they were like we're not making anything light on this album we're just going <laughs> buck fucking wild <laughs> But yeah, so they dropped that album. We became huge fans yeah. almost immediately. So then I, I clear, like, again, like even though the 2015 show was the first time we saw them, I technically count the first time we saw them as when we went to the Graveyard Ship Tour at the beginning yeah. of 2018. All the way in Columbus. All the way in Columbus. We drove seven and a half hours to Columbus. Um, it was a well, we met him time. there, too. We, we met did. We Spencer. met Spencer and we met Ricky. Yeah, um, before yeah. he was, like, officially before in the I band. Before I knew who he was. Um, he, he dropped my CD on the table. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that was that was a lot of fun. Like, that was where we really finally, like, we got to finally experience them, like, having known their music yeah. at the time. Yeah, and it was <laughs> just right in time for them to release American Nightmare, which immediately got me, like, oh, fuck, are they going to make an album about horror movies? And then they did, and they, like, bought into that vibe 110% and, like, haven't looked back since Mm -hmm. because it looks so much fun. And they clearly are having a blast. Oh, yeah. Like, they dress up during live shows. Now you have seen this. Yeah, now I can can speak to this. Yeah. uh, We'll we'll get to it, especially when we get to the the live show. We're going to talk about the concert that we all went to. Mm -hmm. Um, But seeing them on stage dressed as, like, 
Jason and Michael Myers and and whatnot. I feel like Warp Tour was the first time. Yeah, they really Warp Tour they did doing that. that because uh, thank God it's Friday had like mm-hmm. just dropped like the weekend before when which we saw. Which I think them. was really cool. It had only been out for maybe a week, and everybody in the crowd knew the song. Oh, yeah. Like it oh, was yeah. awesome. That's also one of the most intense crowds I've ever been in. Was that? Oh my God. Well, we were crowd. front and center, literally yeah. front and center for that crowd, and um. So this was at Warp Tour, and it was on the two stages that were next to each other. So it was, um, like, one band would play their set while the next band was setting up. So then as soon as they were done, this band would start. Future generations won't understand Warp Tour. (laughs) Rip in peace, Warp Tour. But, um, so we were front and center for Ice Nine Kills, which was epic, but... What was unfortunate is that Motionless and White played literally right after them. Oh. So Which we, we were... saw as, like, a good thing, though. Uh, but then we were also like, well, we're going to be front and center for this show, but we're going to be nowhere close to the front for the other. Especially because we got wrecked yeah. in that crowd. Like, Holy it, shit. It ends and everybody's, like, moving... And Matt just turns to me, who's, like, holding on to the barricade. And he's like, do you want to just stand in the back? And I'm like, yes, please. Well, it was great because as we were walking back to watch Motionless from a safe distance, we ran into Brian, uh, Brian Kinsler, a friend of the show who we'll eventually have on. Um, but he was like, that was, like, the first time he'd seen Ice Night Kills. And he's like, whoa, they were awesome. And, like, now he's a huge fan, especially after Horrorwood. But we were like, that's awesome, Brian. I'm going to go lie down. Yeah. That was also when my phone took a stage dive. Yeah, but I was showing you that video, Danny. We have it like on video. I'll just show you the video. Yeah, so I was recording. They were playing Bloodbath and Beyond, which is their song about Dracula. Dracula. And I was recording it. Always punny, by the way. Literally um, always have been. (laughs) I got about a minute and a half into the song, and a crowd surfer, I think, was coming and kicked my phone. So it went flying out of my hand (laughs) onto the ground, and I'm like, oh, fuck. And so one of the photographers picked it up. And I was trying to, like, get her attention because she started walking. Like, like she was trying to figure out who it was, but she mm-hmm. was starting to walk, like, the opposite way. And I was like, no, wait, that's my phone. That's my phone. While I'm getting, like, crushed into the barricade. <laughs> and thankfully, like, the girl next to me managed to tap her on the shoulder and was like, oh, that's her phone. And I just, like, put it. And then I knocked it out of your hand during Motionless right afterwards. I <laughs> did that to you. And then went, you know what? I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> we're done with the day. <laughs> So, Silver Scream <laughs> comes out that summer, or that fall. That October. Yeah, yes. that October. Um, I knew, I knew that was my sophomore year of college, and that's about <laughs> like, when I got you into it, that's, right? Yeah, that's what first introduced me to the band, mm-hmm. because, yeah, I was just spending time over at the um, dorm mm-hmm. with you guys, and you had it on one day, and I was like, what? what is this? And then you just sent me the link to, I think, on Spotify, and I started listening to it, and I was like, wait, hell yeah. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Well, I don't we think I had this. showed you the videos yet, because the, they had, you I don't didn't. think they had any music videos for Silver Scream until, like, the following spring or whatever. Like, or, I mean, I, I'm definitely wrong about that, but, like, I don't, I know they didn't have, they only had, like, one or two, because mm-hmm. by the time I showed them to you, I was already living in a house. Yeah. And yeah, because that was my sophomore year when I was that's correct. in music videos. Well, right around that time is when uh, the deluxe edition came out, the final mm-hmm. cut. With uh, your numbers up. up, Which is, I think I'm going to go ahead and say something. I think that's my favorite Ink song. All right, absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and make that distinction now. I mean, that's like. Oh, yeah. That song was a lot of fun live. Absolutely. Seeing, but I mean, like, I know mine was like, for the longest time, was Community of the Curse because that was like the first one that blew my mind. Mm -hmm. And like, your numbers up is definitely that vibe. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's just like. 
this is it like immediately kicks in the vibe of the source material is right there mm-hmm. um and the like lyric video was essentially just like hey uh, we got the call like on tape of this girl that got murdered and we're gonna play the audio and i'm mm-hmm. like oh i love the way they do their like like this the whole rollout of this album was like evidence mm-hmm. and you know like i got a um I went to got to buy the uh, special edition of this album because I didn't have a physical copy because I want to listen to it in my car, mm-hmm. and I got the special edition uh, like directly from the band's like merch site, and it came in like a Manila envelope that has like evidence on it, it has like the track list on it, I and I'm like, that. oh, this is so cool. Dude, they went all out. With oh, it's merch so cool. For yeah. This oh yeah. Like, it's insane. Well, and they've been doing merch. You know, I mean, obviously the horror themed merch goes hand in hand with their music, but like mm-hmm. they've done specifically, like after the Silver Scream came out, every month they would do a did, themed merch just about one song. Did Nightmare on the Ninth start before Silver Scream or was it after? I don't, it was Scream? after Silver was Scream. Was it after Silver Scream? Because oh, as soon as I started doing <laughs> it, it was like, you know, you can get, you know, our merch or. You can get, like, specific merch for, like, every single song on the album. Because it's only available for, like, 72 hours. Yeah. Like, it drops on the 9th of every month, and it's only available. And, like, it's they don't sell it at shows. They don't sell it on their website. Mm. Like, you have, like, that period to buy it. Yeah, so. and it's some pretty, like, legendary shit. Like, mm. I would always wait for, like, my favorite songs to drop so I could get something specifically. I know you were, like, where's the crow <laughs> where's one? Where's the great the mistake? Crow? <laughs> nope, nope. It must have been, like, the first one, and we just, like, didn't know or something i don't know or they just didn't do it because they hate me but it's fine that's more <laughs> accurate that's I probably assume. exactly what it is they wouldn't let that fucking pet cemetery run that you had go no <laughs> my, just favorite, their my favorite part trivia. about that was i don't remember what the question was that they answered and i was like oh this game's rigged and joe just turns to me he's like you, you guys, guys are, are winning <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like all right you make a fair point yes <laughs> So, a brief, I guess, bit into Horrorwood. That album drops, I, I already forgot, uh, October, correct? It was correct? right before October, the Blackville yeah. Bride show, so it was like that, October, yeah. like, 15th. Yes, and but they had released five, four, four, four songs. songs before that. Funeral of the Rangers came out right before it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was like the week before. It was like the it was week, week of. Before. It was the, the ninth, because they were dropping them the ninth. Yes. yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so they started rolling out the, like, tentative like there's a new album but we're not saying what it is and then they showed like the mask and i'm like all right like what's going on here what's the whole deal here and then they immediately were like all right it's called welcome to horrorwood and here are the track lists and i'm like all right back on this figure out what movies are what <laughs> and that's my favorite part of an ice nine kills album is like figure out what everything is and this one i was a lot more on my, on the game uh than i was the first time you know, because I went to Sean with, like, I don't know what the jig is up is. And he's like, it's, it's Saw. saw. I'm like, obviously. I just remember I was really proud of myself because I figured out Rocking the Boat was Jaws. Yeah, like, yeah. I held on to that for a long time. I'm glad I held on to the fact that I was like, no, the box has got to be Hellraiser. Like, it's it's got to yeah. be. Even when you're like, what if it's Seven? I'm like, oh, fuck, they are huge fans of that. Well, Man, no, I hope so it's Hellraiser. I only, I only thought that up because, like, like, a week before the album dropped or something, um, somebody posted, like, Joe posted on his story where they did the what's in the box yeah. thing because like Patrick was like hiding in a box and like it hadn't even clicked in my head because when the when they announced the box you were like oh it's Hellraiser mm-hmm. so I just went okay sure because I've and been then like when holding they out that, that I just texted forever. you and I'm like wait but what if the box is seven and you're like no fuck <laughs> no. no oh no it's truly I was well, like no is, is that... <laughs> Donald Pleasance at the end of Halloween four. <laughs> 
I wanted it to be seven so bad. First of all, I think a song about seven would be sick. Oh no, I absolutely agree. And then when I found out it was it, well, it was funny because the songs start because I I listened to the whole album when it dropped with um a friend of mine. We listened to it over Discord. We went song by song, and um, and right before the box hit, I'm like, all right, it's gonna be Hellraiser or seven. I'm hoping it's seven. And the first line is this, this is, is hell. hell, and I'm like. Hellraiser, and I wanted to not like it because I wanted it to be seven, and now it's one of my favorite songs on the album. So we're going, hmm. It's like they have the guys. I like it, but I don't like that. I like it. I think they they were like, all right, we might lose some people if it's not seven. Let's have the guys from Fit for a King do this, and I'm like, oh, fuck, come on, you're gonna say no to them, like low screaming will tear your soul apart. Come on, you can't be like getting into that. Um, but is that the same listen through that you said you like stopped in the middle of the like big breakdown of Take Your Pick and were oh, like, yeah. this song is fucking gnarly. Yeah, my, my friend stopped it during Corpse Grinders part. In yeah, Take Your Pick. he just he just pauses the video and he's just like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we should talk about that for a second. This album is a great deal. I would say heavier on a bass. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the songs that aren't heavy aren't. It doesn't really have like heavy, or they're not good. It yes. doesn't really have like its grave mistake or like its. Love that's what bites. I'm saying. Like, I, it, I I don't know what like the mellow. The closest one I think is the, the fly. fly. Like yeah. that's yeah. as chill they as yeah, they go. They don't really have like a mellow. I really want a. Album. I really wish that they held off on the special edition and did either the because they do on the special edition they have two like orchestral versions of songs. They have Ooh. Assault and Batteries and Ex Mortis. I haven't listened to those songs yet, so I don't know how they sound. But I mean, I, I would assume at least for now that that's like all right. People that don't want it to be like blow your face off in the pit. Here's mm-hmm. something. Um, but the songs that aren't like heavy, heavy. They're still, I mean, they're they're Ice Nine Kill songs, and they're still really good metal songs. But they're very like radio, like pop, like they they could easily be played on the radio. And yeah. like this album, most of it has been played on Sirius XM mm-hmm. since the singles have been out, mm-hmm. including songs that I'm like, that's like pretty hard. That's like funeral derangements. Yeah, which I'm like, damn, that's like a heavy song on the radio. I mean, it's one of my favorites, but like mm-hmm. it's subjectively a very heavy single. Um. So you want to go into these songs? Yes. We talk just Let's just like a, a little bit about each other. <laughs> just... sure. We're just going to go down the line? Yeah, it's going to go down okay, the line. Okay, I'm down with that. Okay, cool. so, well, I also want to get into what we thought it was before, okay. like, okay. So the first semi-song is Opening Night, which is an intro song, but I was like... I was really hoping it was going to be Phantom. Well, yes! I'm like, if he it's proposed a... that to yeah. me, I was like, dude. I was like, it's probably an intro song, but like, if it's not, what else could it be? Because yeah, my only thoughts were, if it wasn't an intro song, I was really hoping it was either uh, Phantom of the Opera or uh, Stage Fright. I Truly, because Stage Fright is so fucking funny. <laughs> That's Meatloaf, right? Yeah. Oh, God, I love I love Stage Fright. It's so bad, but it's so fun. We're going to cover horror music, quote-unquote horror musicals, as a whole series, inevitably. And that's going to be, I think, the crown jewel. I think so. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's more or less just the fitting with the theme of the album it's like the texas chainsaw massacre intro of like mm-hmm. hey these are all evidence linking the real vocalist spencer like which the they actually real did name. at the show they had the yeah. crawling credits yeah like very much in the mm-hmm. style of the original texas chainsaw yeah it's like I, the events that took place right 
And they, and like I I don't think it's the same guy narrating it, but he sounds a lot like yeah, the same guy. Yeah, he sounds very close. Yeah. But yeah, it's essentially <laughs> like, hey, these are all evidence and yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be like spooky. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, and I'm ready." And then they do a thing they haven't done in several years. Which is an original, song original song. <laughs> yeah, song about nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's about something. Well, yes. It's, like, it's, it's not about a movie. It's about, it's about the album like, as a whole. Yeah, and it's fucking awesome. It's, it's so good. It's, it's, it's going to be their opening song, I feel, for a bit. Oh, like, yeah. It's such a good opening track. Well, because it's like, perfect to pair, especially with opening night, to have them come out in the dark to have Spencer sing that opening because well, the opening is just very like it's like that yeah. little like piano and spencer singing very, and you think it's gonna be this like nice soft ballad and then it fucking and drops, drops and then you're like Into, oh like, okay this is one of the doing. like immediately catchiest songs i've like ever it's heard so like, catchy. oh my god really catchy. i was singing it i just i texted him one day and i was like i've been singing welcome to horwood like the song for the last hour <laughs> like it's just like the chorus just it sticks with you. Mm. It's so good. So that one came up on my drive out here, and it's been Hell stuck yeah. in my head since. Yep. Good. <laughs> we'll, we'll go out on that one. Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll, let's, we'll have that one be the one we go out on. Uh, in terms of movie, I was the only one that was like, it's got to be about a movie or something. I don't know what the fuck well, it I, could be. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I asked you because I'm like I cannot figure out what movie this is. My best like, guess was They Live because it, it takes place in Hollywood. But well, people and were I, trying like, to tell know. me it was Scream. I'm like, they already did a song about Scream. That's yeah, I know they're. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm you like, missed. I'm like, the I think whole... it's just supposed to be a generic song about the album. Like, well, I, I mean, think even totally the band has too. gone on saying it's not really about a movie. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at those lyrics and they're just straight up like, it's horror movies. Horror I mean, the movies line, are fun sit back and for the sequel interesting. of your dreams. Like, it's it's this is the sequel. To... Yeah. So going forward is a rash decision. Oh, rash, because cabin fever, <laughs> which is what I did when I would like look them like ah rash. That's funny. That was one that the first time I heard it, I'm like, once I learn these lyrics, this is gonna be one of my favorites because it's. I feel like they didn't do a grave mistake on this album, or like a, barring that like a softer ballad sort of thing, but. They spread that along, like, all of their choruses, especially in the ones that are not super heavy. Like, um, we'll get to Farewell to Flesh, especially that one. But, like, yeah. this one and the shower scene are, like, That's lower true. key, yeah. but still have, you know, they have breakdowns. Mm -hmm. Like, A Grave Mistake doesn't, like, have a breakdown. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, all of these songs do. Yeah. Which is kind of awesome. But each one of these, I'm like, when this hits live, it's going to be fucking great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rash Decision about Cabin Fever, uh, an Eli Roth movie, which is interesting because uh, the tone of the song and the tone of the movie are very different. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we should say we did our annual, like, uh, annual, we did our, like, listen through of the movies on the album uh, because a lot of these ones. Um, or ones I would say people haven't seen before. Like, yeah. I haven't seen So some I was going to bring too. that up. So, because I don't remember if you talked about on the other one that we did that for yeah. Silver Scream, that we watched all the movies that all the songs were about. 
because a lot of them I well it started because we watched The Crow because neither of us had yeah, seen we The Crow seen before the, we had seen The Crow and then we watched Halloween because I had never seen it before mm. and you were like how have you never seen Halloween before I again am <laughs> asking myself that question because yeah. I forgot that you hadn't seen so, Halloween um, and then we wound up like over the next like every time we saw each other we wound up watching all the movies on that and so when this album dropped I actually was very excited for this one because almost all the movies on this list I had either never seen before or saw like once like years and years ago didn't the same go for you too? Yeah, most I feel like most of the ones on this one, for me, I hadn't seen or I've, yeah, I've also only seen like yeah. once or twice, with the exception me of a too. couple ones like I love Child's Play growing up, <laughs> right? So I had seen that one a bunch, and yeah. I'd seen Psycho a bunch because again, that was a classic for me. There are definitely so like many. the carryover ones, but then there's like the cult here that I really like had seen. And I... I mean, Pet Cemetery. No, I'd only had seen it once. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, other than that, it's like. These movies tend to be, you know, popular slashers still. I mean, barring that, like, the first album was mostly slashers. Mm -hmm. Or at least movies that were popular because of the villain or the yeah. killer or whatever. Yeah. I mean, like, the first four songs on the Silver Screen were, like, the four big ones. Yeah, the four know, big ones. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Halloween, and Texas Chainsaw. Right. Whereas I feel like this one, they had a bit more. Like, now that they had gotten, like, the movies that everybody expected them to do, like, they had done those already. Like, now I feel like they had a bit more, like... I don't want to say creative freedom, but like kind of along those lines. Like, I will you know, agree. Okay, now yeah. like you know now we can like get a how complex more can you make like, a song yeah. about Jason? Like exactly. honestly, like Friday the Thirteenth is not a very you know thought provoking. No, it's, it doesn't have a whole lot of depth. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's a lot of just you know heavy guitars and Jason killing people because mm -hmm. that's what the movie is. Yes, you know Halloween is the same, but it's in a more creeping, menacing, dread filling way, and Saw is. Just awesome. <laughs> I love that song. Jig is up is one of my that favorites. Because really uh, it just hits immediately as like, oh, fuck. Which is very, I would say, similar to the weird choppy editing that we talked about mm -hmm. for hours. <laughs> <laughs> this album, they do have the slashers. They have like the other, like, I would say B to C tier list ones where mm -hmm. they're popular, but maybe they're not everyone's first thought. You know, you have people like Pinhead and Chucky and I would say Candyman. Mm -hmm. um, and then... You know, uh, with those aside, the rest of the songs are not slashers at all. They're just horror movies, yeah. really. And then it's less about the killer, because the Silver Scream was mostly like, these are the killer and what they do, and this is about them. I mean, rash decisions about a, a virus. Yeah. yeah. It, it's about people, you know, dying of this virus and being like, fuck, you know, what do we do? Mm -hmm. And then the movie is not that. No. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is a borderline stoner comedy. <laughs> That is set in creepy. 2003 and very clearly set in 2003. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it, it just the I tone. I remember listening to the dialogue and went, oh my God, I'm in seventh grade again. Oh, like, yeah. This is awful. <laughs> the tone of this album, I think, is great because the, like, the first whole one, the first album and a half, I would count kind of sort of um, every trick in the book as well. There's a lot of Stephen King yes. in that. So, like, and then, you know, directors like Wes Craven and John Carpenter, they get, like, their one big one. Yeah. This album, it's, like, there's two different Clive Barker movies, and there's two, two different Eli Roth, Eli Roth ones, yeah. and those are two directors that are, like, not big, popular directors, mm -hmm. and are known for making, like, kind of weird movies. But um, they're known. Like, oh, yeah, like they're you're very, Clive like, Barker, cult. Eli you know. Roth, like, people might not oh, yeah. have seen their movies, but they know who they oh, are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, and Eli Roth is in Inglorious Bastards. That's yeah. the first yes. time I saw That's him. That's the first time I and saw him. And then I was too. like, oh, you make movies? 
And he's like, yeah, that's what his like whole thing is. That's why he knows Quentin Tarantino because yeah. he made Hostel and Cabin Fever. Um, and he's in both of those too. Yeah, he is. Man, Cabin Fever. Like, we're gonna cover it one day, but. What a weird movie. <laughs> I don't remember a whole lot about it. Like, I liked like, it because it was really funny, but it was yeah, weird. It really wasn't what, I don't know what I expected out of it, but it was not yeah. that. <laughs> I feel like this this alp episode, in addition to being like, is a nice time, feels like great. Had... It's like a good sample platter of like, check out these movies. They're yeah. fucking yeah. weird, but like good. We had way too much fun with that movie. I think Honestly. Really so did I, especially because I was watching it with like... I was like, it was like a, with Elizabeth and someone else. It was Belle. It was me and Elizabeth and Belle. We're watching this weird movie. And then you came in like at the end. Yeah. And I'm like, this is fucked. Well, didn't we watch it right after we watched Hostel? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this is the same guy. But I'm like, this is very different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also not different. Yeah. So very, speaking of very different is the first single on the album, at least... Not the one, the first one that came up, but the first, the first one in the one. chronology. Yes. Yes. Assault and Batteries. Mm -hmm. Which is about What's it about? It's about child's play. It's about yeah. Chucky. It's, it's about, about Chucky. Chucky. And we know, at, le at the very least, the power of child's play is enough to get one of our friends to listen to an objectively heavy metal song. <laughs> I hope Hannah's listening. She knows Assault and Batteries is great. Yes. It's so good. Also, what a fucking amazing video. Yeah. Oh my God. The makeup yeah, can is legitimately scary. The, the production value for their... If you watch like their videos from Every Trick in the Book, yeah. and then their videos from Silver Scream, and then their videos from this album. Like, the production value... I mean, they've always had great videos. But, Absolutely. Like, it's... They go all... Like, everybody in the band is dressed like a demonic doll... And, like, not only that, but when they do their, like, live, their, like, playing sessions in the video, they're playing, like, their toys. Yeah. Like, they're playing with The way very, they like, move. It's, it's, yeah. it's they have, like, very, those, like, dead silence. Because yeah. the way their mouths and that half mask thing that they yeah. have. Like, and their they, eyes. Jesus. Like, they, yeah, they're all very much playing, like, their toys. Yeah. Like, and Spencer, like, on his knees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of them are just, like, clearly full-grown men. Yeah. <laughs> Man, but that's that, that song... That chorus it's... got stuck in, like, before I even knew yeah. the song. Because, and we found out the, Danny, I don't know if you know this, that the chorus was based on the Toys R Us jingle. No shit. It, yeah. Dude, remember when we were at the oh, show, Spencer, like, like coyly said that, too. And I'm like, holy Toys fuck, he's totally, yeah. he did that on purpose. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I was like, why do I, like, it? I'm like, it's so catchy. And I we, we talked about it at the, was it the Motionless show we were talking about it? Probably. Yeah, where, um... You're like, yeah, it's the it's the Toys R Us jingle, and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Danny's like in disbelief. I wish you could yeah. see it. Danny is like in disbelief right now. It's one of those things where it's, it's like so as right. soon as you hear it, you're like, you're like, oh, I'm it's never so gonna hear that yeah. song no, the same way again. Because as soon as well, I was like, Toys oh, it's Toys R Us, so you're good. Yikes. <laughs> Rip in peace, Toys R Us. Truly. Okay, moving on to the shower scene, which everybody knew as soon as they announced that title. Yeah, my, oh, it's oh, obviously Psycho. psycho. <laughs> I that song, in addition to the fly and take your pick, have been the ones that have grown on me surprisingly mm -hmm. the most. Okay. Like the more I listen to the shower scene, there's all these little tiny, just like an Alfred fucking Hitchcock movie, because they're nerds about how they fucking make their songs. <laughs> it's incredible. There's all these tiny little nuancey things, like. There's not a whole lot of references to Psycho in the song. Like it's mm -hmm. obviously about Psycho. Like the subject material is clearly. But it's not like a um, hip to be scared, yeah. where like every third word is like something from the movie. <laughs> this is like 
it's all just very the mood. Yeah, it very much fits the atmosphere that the yeah. movie created. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a bit, it, like, it was, like, after the, probably, like, 300th time after I listened to it. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah. Um, but then in the second chorus, after he's, like, after the mother says, like, we all go a little mad sometimes, they have that, like, intro to the breakdown. And there's, like, a listen to mother back there. Like, very mm-hmm. coily. But the scream at the end is mother no. Which is from the movie, and I'm like, that's the only line that he has sang this entire song that is from that movie, and it's still clearly about Psycho. That's very impressive. That's <laughs> awesome. I never realized that's what that scream was. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, I maybe it's that. just meet my brain hearing what yeah. it wants to hear, but at least I think I'm gonna go on record and mm-hmm. say that that's what that's. That's yeah. probably what it is. Because again, yeah. it's from the movie. Yeah. Couldn't hurt. Like how I, that bit from Farewell of Flesh. I'm like. He's not saying Helen, but these two words together are Helen if you don't listen to them. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't we point out in the in the lyrics for Jig Is Up, in the one, um, if you look in the lyric book from the album, one of the carries he writes as capital C-A-R-Y, like Carrie Ellis. <laughs> I actually oh thought, <laughs> if anything, that would have, I thought you were going like, it's Carrie from Saw 3, and I'm like, nerds! No. Only I would have known that. <laughs> yeah, but it is spelled like as Carrie Ellis. It's spelled like Carrie Ellis because Carrie Ellis was in the first song. Yeah. They're such nerds. Truly. <laughs> this is why I always say, like, this is if I knew how to write music. I would just make this. Because yeah. I've always been like, it, I obviously know why they wouldn't and can't. But I'm like, man, Spencer is such like a nerd for crime, too. I'm like, could you imagine like a serial killer EP? It, it, like, it, it's not right. I know it's not right. But like, <laughs> yeah. imagine how cool it would be, though. Like, with his, you know, the whole vibe and all the, like, jokes. Because immediately I'm like, Dahmer's song has got to be, like, you know the drill. Because he would, like, drill into people. Anyway, um, <laughs> Funeral Arrangements. My favorite single. Easily Bro. my favorite single. <laughs> See, this You is didn't the, like this, this one as much, right? This one took me a little while to grow on. Because this yeah. was, I think, I don't know. This was the last single to drop. And it took me a minute to get into it. It wasn't until the full album dropped that I finally really gave this one its due because i yeah i don't know why i don't really remember as soon as i learned the lyrics i, I think that might have been it because it was like the way it was written is very like herky-jerky mm-hmm. like it's almost not very i mean like it, it drops you in it immediately yeah <laughs> like the second it starts you're like whoa well, okay, like, here we go. all of the all of the verses are just like frantic singing until <laughs> the like you know the the chorus so it's very like i don't know what the fuck is happening yeah and but you catch like these little bits like in the you know the the bit they have where it's like don't do it and he's like I have to like yeah. I'm like oh I know that it's like it's definitely Pet Cemetery yeah. mm-hmm. because originally I thought it was gonna be Phantasm. Phantasm and I still really want them to make a song about Phantasm because I'm like that's that fits the you know the mold perfectly mm-hmm. and also I'm like Stephen King has had like five songs come on guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean I know he makes a lot of good shit <laughs> but it's so good though also another great video. Yes. yes. Like, holy Actually, shit. the first time I heard the song was when I watched the video. I didn't listen to the song when it dropped. I, oh, I just wow. watched the video when it dropped, and I was like, yeah. Which, and at that point, we already knew it was going to be Pet Cemetery. But, right, right. Um, well, and they got the uh, adult actor of the original Gage to, to be the guy the driving the yeah. truck to hit the, the truck, <laughs> yep. To hit the kid. Like, they managed him. to make a, like a, a song about a movie slash book that is, like, about the pain of loss and like they actually did that mm-hmm. well dude the line where he screams oh my god Gage, i get goosebumps yeah. every time i hear it 
My favorite line though in that whole song is the breakdown. The wrath of God lies oh. beneath this soil. The the oh line God. that I could not wait to hear live so that I could scream it and I did. Was, I think that was when I lost my voice. <laughs> at, the, at the top of my lungs. Oh man. It it's it's fucking great. This you is just gonna it. be everything from here on out for the rest of the album. For me at least, it's just like shit yeah it's so good because like it's the it's the type of thing that like every song on this album i love to the point that like as each one ends i like get excited because i know which one comes next Mm -hmm. and the biggest one for me is when we get to the fly because at the end of the fly yes fuck man worst Mm. vacation starting Which we'll get We're going to talk a, a lot about that song. First, we got to talk about Rainy Day, which yes. was one that I know stumped us a lot yeah. in terms of what the fuck it was about. That what one, did we settle on? I don't remember. Hold on. I it must have been like The Ring or something, because I was like, what's wet? I don't what's know what it, I'm like, I don't know what, you know. Rainy Day, though, is about Resident Evil, which was kind of a cool curveball, because not only is that about movies that we have covered, which was fun that we, I'm like, oh, wait, I know this. Yeah, I, um, fig- I figured about the out games, when they posted too. the picture of the umbrella. Yeah. I was like, I, was like, I think I texted you, I'm like, Rainy oh, yeah, Day, I was, like, I was like, Resident Evil? And you're like, Poltergeist? <laughs> yeah, that was it, because we're like, yeah, it does kind of end rain. rain. Yeah, sure. But... It, it was well, great because the it's whole joke. Pun because umbrella. I know, kind of like how y'all was like the whole impetus of the pun of umbrella was because you're like, because it's shady, and I'm like the whole fucking song came from a pun yeah. about the umbrella. It also That's has awesome. my favorite like intro because that like five second bit from the weird synthy shit into that intense breakdown, I think is totally the movies. Like, obviously, it's, very, it's mostly kind me, of loosely about the concept of Resident Evil as opposed to one or the other. Mm-hmm. But, like, for me, I'm like, this makes me feel like the movie completely. See, I found it very video game-esque. I mean, yeah, that yeah. too. But I know that, at least personally, when we were yeah. talking about the music in the first movie, it was all, like, industrial techno-y stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I get those vibes a lot from video game music yeah. a lot, especially yeah. Resident Evil, because they yeah. know the score. Oh, yeah. Matt was like, I want to play laser tag to this song. I'm like, dude, that Well, because be- we said oh, that about that would be awesome. <laughs> right? Dude, because honestly, Rainy Day also kind of makes me feel like Alien. Like, I get, I, it reminds me a lot of, like, Alien, because mm-hmm. what's the first line in the song? Oh, I have to sing. Run. It's run. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Well, because that poster in the basement is right. the Alien, and it just says run. And every time I look at it, I think about that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's Alien. I mean, obviously, it's mo- like the lyrics are, you know, Resident Evil, but, mm-hmm. you know, could work either way. That music video also features Ash Costello, Danny. How about that? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're going to say. That's all I'm going right. for. All right. Hip to be Scared is the next one. We talked a bit about Hip to be Scared on the first, on the first episode, episode, but, I mean, it bears repeating. It's a fun as fuck song. It's, it's Maguire's really favorite song. Yeah, he he loves that one, which honestly, kind of love that for him. <laughs> yeah, well, because I brought it up to North Dakota and I showed you guys the video because you hadn't like heard I, the song at I all. I hadn't heard the song and I hadn't seen the movie until months later. Yeah, which once, that was I, interesting. once I saw the movie, it also helped me appreciate the song even more. I think Brian told me the same thing where he was like, "That's a weird movie, but like the song makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. now." Mm-hmm. Well, because this was one where I had seen the movie when we watched it. Together. Yeah, but 
we also when we watch movies together, we don't really watch them. We no. just kind of we talk. make fun of them and we talk. Do. And <laughs> Good. It's like how you and I watch movies, yeah. but like watered, like we're worse. Yeah, <laughs> we're 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 Heelys. That's what happens. Yeah. But um, so I I'm like there were bits of it where I was like. I kind of like remember this and then when we watched it again then it was like now that i knew the song i was like oh like that's what that means yeah. no that's where that came from and oh that's what this line is american psycho is slowly becoming one of my favorite like <laughs> movies just because it's so bonkers fun like i think it's fun obviously i don't take it seriously so mm-hmm. like when i say that like don't freak out people yeah. <laughs> i think it's a funny movie well, like when it's, i found it's out that the director made it as a satire oh yes like it became so much funnier because <laughs> like the book was clearly written to be like serious and then a and then you realize patrick bacon's insane yeah and then <laughs> and then like a notable feminist director was like fuck this i'm gonna make this like all satire and it's also one of those song movies all where, because I've, I've seen it three times now, and every time I watch it, I think I told you when Dan yep. and I were watching it, where, like, you start to pick up on things. Like, maybe oh, yeah. this guy really is crazy. Because like, Devin would ask me questions about stuff, about and I was like, maybe not. And, like, as she asked it, and I thought about it, I'm like, maybe not. That's like, going to be another two-parter, <laughs> where the second parter is just speculation. Yes. Because <laughs> it's fun, it's really fun to speculate with that movie. But it also is just fun if you don't think about it at all. Like, yeah. if you just take it to be serious, like, it's still good. Like, yeah. I did the first time. And now I'm like, oh, there's no way this is all real. This is all bullshit. Yeah. Well, did, and I told you this, Danny. I don't know if you know this. Um, I can't remember if I told you or not. That um, Willem Dafoe's character, the de- detective in that, mm-hmm. they had him fill ev- film every scene he did um, three different times. Where the first time it was he was extremely suspicious of Patrick. The second time was... He wasn't at all suspicious of Patrick, and then the third time was where he wasn't entirely sure, and then they like spliced those together in the movie. So the entire movie, you so, like, can't tell if he's on to him or not. It's so maddening because, huh. like, as soon as you told me that, like, I you was can like, tell. like, I know exactly the scenes that he thought. Mm-hmm. He, like, it's not even just the full scene; it's like cut to cuts to mm-hmm. him of the scene. So, like, one cut to him, like when he whips out, he's like. You like Huey Lewis in the news? I'm like, that's clearly him when he's suspicious. But, like, the next shot is he's like, yeah, I picked up on the way in. They're, like, literally not suspicious at all. Yeah. And it's, like, even the same sentence changes. Because it's like, supposed oh. to keep you as the audience, like, so, so, so does he suspect him? Does he not? Because, again, like. It. It's, like, so good. <laughs> it's a, it's a mindfuck of a movie. It really is. <laughs> You know what else is a mindfuck of a movie? Much like Rash Decision, where the song and the vibe of the movie are totally different but this time reversed is to take take your pick pick. (laughs) so take your pick i was like that's gotta be about my bloody valentine which is one of my all-time favorite slasher movies it's one of the ogs as well it came out in the early 80s Mm -hmm. in canada um one of the first holiday ones and it's got a legitimately good twist like i think it's got like a twist that's like actually a I believe that. And I didn't see it coming for the most part. Um, and it was good enough that, like, it doesn't need to be a gory slasher movie in the time that mm-hmm. that was where they were starting to head. Yeah. It's, like, just... It feels very, like, 1950s America because I guess 1980s Canada was 1950s looking. <laughs> That's very Or true. maybe it's supposed to be said then. I don't know. But it, it just... It's very, like... Honestly, it's, it's what I told you. I'm like, it reminds me a lot of Shaboom. Like, yeah. it's a very, like... <laughs> 
Shaboom if there was an axe murderer. <laughs> like, that was what the movie Which, frankly, is. would be a very interesting show. Could you imagine if we rewrote Shaboom, but, like, with a, a like, a Scream subplot? Like, Drew is clearly the red herring, but, oh like, God, it right. ends up being your mother. <laughs> Or you're your own mother, which means that which Tori means is like... also you. <laughs> None of this makes any sense. None of this makes any sense. I'm just nodding and going, mm-hmm. I'm just um, letting you do your thing. <laughs> so the song is uh, featuring Corpse Grinder, who is a deathcore metal band. Who's from a band called Cannibal Corpse, which, you know, if you don't know anything about them, just the name alone should, should give probably you give you an indication yeah. of what kind of music they make. Because I've never listened to Cannibal Corpse. I mean, I'm not but... a fan of deathcore, but, like, every now and then, like, I could totally get down to it. It's, it's like music they play in the line of haunted houses, mm-hmm. um, where it's, like, intense, and you can't tell if that's a guitar or someone guttural screaming. And I'm like, that's how you know it's really good. So they do a lot of that in this song. Or they hit those lows that could probably, like, shatter windows if you're not careful. Like, my God. These lyrics are fucking gnarly. My favorite being after they have a little girl sing, because roses roses are are red red and violets are blue, they'll need your dental records to identify you. Because this is one, again, as soon as I learned it, I'm like, I love this one. Because I wasn't sold on it, because I'm like, I don't, no idea what to expect it because it's another one where it's kind of like it's like you're on a weird disney ride and you're like i don't know what direction it's gonna go or like what is about to happen and then they have that big cutaway where spencer sings can't help falling in love again and then it goes to the hardest breakdown ice nine kills has ever written <laughs> which is when your buddy yeah. was like he oh just kind of stopped <laughs> he's like we just need a second right now and i was like oh <laughs> I know you're not as into heavy stuff. So like, how was this one so for you? I, okay, I struggle to talk about this one, I feel like, because this oh. is my least favorite on the album, but it's from an album where I like all of the songs, right. so it's not a like detriment yeah. to the song. I love this one the least. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. That's kind of where I'm at with it, yeah. Yeah, it's, not, it's definitely not my favorite, and it, I think there are times where it goes a little harder than I'm willing to go sometimes. That's fine. That's fine. But... Yeah. I remember those it's days. It's like you kind of got to be in like the vibe for <laughs> Yeah, it. you have to be... Yeah, this is one I feel like I have to be in the right mood to be able to get into, or else it'll end up me skipping it to get to the next song. I charge you, learn the lyrics, and then go in it again. The lyrics See how you feel. really good. Because once you... Well, because I feel like it's almost like once you learn it, it's like you're like riding on the back of it. It's like mm-hmm. I'm in control. I know what's coming next, and like I can, you know, scare people with when I know the breakdown is going to get even bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, man, the box. <laughs> the box. The box is about Hellraiser. I was very confident that it was about Hellraiser, but it's it featuring the guy from the singer from Atreyu as a, I believe the guy doing the Hellraiser voice or the 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 pinhead voice. I think that's no, him. he sings. Oh, he does. Yeah, he's the one who sings um the the first verse. Or I'm sorry, okay. the first chorus. Okay, he sings the first chorus. Because the other guys Cause, are cause, the, uh, Ryan the, Kirby does yes, the, the he's the singer for Fit for screams. a King, who is fucking amazing. He's really good. <laughs> we saw them, uh, saw them with times. Ice Nine Kills when they did the uh, Silver Scream tour, oh, my okay. last concert before COVID. When I had kind of gotten into them because I was doing that thing, I'm like I want to know Halloween these bands. Too. Yeah, we did. Yeah, with Motionless. And man, they go so hard. Like, fucking Backbreaker is one of my favorite <laughs> songs. It's like Bad Omens when they did Dethrone. If that was every song they made. <laughs> okay. 
That's that's okay. what Pittsburgh King is, and I love them. And this guy, I I heard him screaming. I'm like, I know that immediately. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know that anywhere. So, for those of you who don't know Hellraiser, which is most people, and deservedly so, it's a weird movie. It's a very weird yeah. movie. <laughs> so I gave Brian uh, all of the movies that I had of this. Not all the Hellraiser movies. All oh, the okay. movies on okay. this okay. album. Oh, Sorry, God. no. <laughs> all the movies that I had owned that were from this album mm-hmm. to give to him. just Because he is like, I haven't seen any of these movies, but I love the album. And I'm like, do you want to see the movies? And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll you know get more out of it and stuff. But we didn't watch Hellraiser. I just showed him the eight minutes that Pinhead is That's in Hellraiser, which is what we did. Because I'd already watched the whole movie, and I was like, it was weird. And you're like, we could just watch the Pinhead I mean, it's, parts. I'm like, That's I like fine. it. I think it takes multiple viewings to, to like Hellraiser. Because I've come around, I like Hellraiser now. I can watch it at any point. It's still weird and doesn't make a whole lot of logical sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, it's demons that are summoned through a puzzle box. And uh, the their leader Pinhead has a cool low voice. Yes. And everything he says is just like. Yeah. So this lyrically. song was just <laughs> like amazing. Pinhead's fucking cool guy. Like the whole song <laughs> is just like Arthur Cenobite's awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. And that's all I needed out of the song. The song is so and like to, that guitar riff is just so catchy. Oh yeah. It's so catchy. This one almost feels like if it wasn't if it didn't have the guy from from uh, Fit for a King on it, this would be like on par with like the shower scene or the fly because it's not inherently very heavy mm-hmm. but he makes it heavy yeah i like that around speaking of not heavy was fly mm-hmm. which we were all like it's the fly right it's <laughs> yeah, not like a trick question like, or anything because well, even at the meet and greet they're like what does fly mean and they're like whatever you want it to mm. mean <laughs> it's a secret Meaning we have no fucking clue. Yeah, we don't. We wanted. We couldn't think of a pun, so we were like, I don't know. <laughs> Scare them. <laughs> Make them think. <laughs> this uh, was one that that like I, I don't want to say I didn't like it, but like it, it was it was one of my like lesser favorite. And again, me too. It's pro- I told Matt it's because it has the unfortunate placement of being in between my two favorite songs me on too, the album. Right. So it was just like I just want to get through it because Worst Vacation's next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like lately, I've been getting, and especially since we've watched the movie now, mm-hmm. like and now I have like more of an understanding of it. Like I'm liking it a lot more. When I was going up to see you when we were watching <laughs> all of the movies the first time, that was when I decided like. I had turned the corner. I'm like, I now like this song a lot. Mm-hmm. Which I like, because that was the last one. That I'm like, now I love the whole album, like, absolutely. Well, and I love Census Fail, and the guy from Census Fail. Yeah, really that, which is also that. really cool. Like, I remember Census Fail from, like, Guitar Hero. Oh so my I'm god, like, yeah, oh, they've I, been around know. forever. Yeah. yeah. And it's great. one, just like on the last <laughs> album, that was just like, one of Spencer's, like, favorite musicians. He's like, yeah. would you be in my horror movie album? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Like, for It Is The End, it's just like, okay, um, all of my favorite ska people. So this guy, this guy, and just all of Less Than Jake. Like, <laughs> just put them all in there to play the trumpet and the bugle and, mm-hmm. you know. But this, I would think, is, I would say, is the least heaviest song on the album. Yeah, definitely. And it doesn't really have, like, a heavy breakdown. No, it doesn't. I mean, the only thing that's really heavy is that... It's kind of a nice right break. When it, well, right when it kind of kicks in, mm-hmm. like, after, like, the intro... There's like a big scream of it. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, seems like the strange place for the the, you know, the not heavy song. 
And then it was like, well, this is not the not heavy song. This is just a not as heavy song. Mm-hmm. That is objectively more or less accurate to this movie. Did, have you seen The Fly yet? We watched This is the one with uh, Gold, Jeff Gold Goldblum. Goldblum. Yeah. yeah. It's Goldblum. been a long time since I've seen this one. This one is one I didn't get a chance to rewatch around the album drop. Yeah. Which I really do want to rewatch it because I think I watched this when I was like 12. Yeah. And I loved it. I thought it was really cool. I had never seen it. Really? I had never seen it. Like, I knew what it was about. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I listened to it, I'm like, yeah, guy turns himself into a fly. As that's a, what the song is about. It's like, I got gotcha. Yeah, that's all I knew about it, too. Yeah, this was the first movie, I think, that I was ever, like, blown away by the special effects of a movie with. Yeah. Because, my God, That's does David Cronenberg. Yeah, and it's got his. It's got some of his best work, in my opinion. Yeah, I I love Cronenberg. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, it was really gross. Yeah, it's, like it's it truly gets, disgusting. It's very upsetting, and the ending is just. It's just sad. It's sad. It is a very, it's just very sad, sad movie. Sad. Like, which made the bridge make more sense mm-hmm. after I had finished it. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, because the song gets a lot. It it gets very like depressing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that that was, like, where the movie went. Mm Because before uh, I came home for Christmas break, or Thanksgiving break, I watched the first half of the movie online. And it was, like, before the shit hit the fan. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, 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 I kind of get the gist. So I was like, I just didn't finish it. And then I found it so I could now own it. And I finished it with you, and I went, oh, God! (laughs) Because the very last line of the song is, I was born to fly. Yeah. And then it just kind of, and it's like a very, like, wistful kind of, and then it just trails off. And then it goes into worst vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking rules. Like, I love the fly, I love fly, but, like, right as it ends, I'm like, oh, yeah, worst vacation is awesome. Because the first thing is just, like, an airport announcement, and I'm like, Oh shit! And then that like I don't even know what it is. I'm getting so excited about Fourth <laughs> yeah, Vacation. This song is so good. Like I just listen to it. It's so good. And oh, I, I truly can't, I can't even talk about it. Like one, two, you three. take this one. <laughs> I'm too hyped well, about so Worst Vacation. Worst Vacation is about Hostel, mm-hmm. which um, so Hostel was a movie that I hadn't seen until we watched it, and. Um, all I had ever heard about it is everybody talked about how like disturbing it was and how they're like it's straight like like it's they're like it's saw but it's like worse. It's yeah. like mm-hmm. like straight up like gore, like torture porn and whatnot. So when we were watching it, I was like we were getting ready to watch it and I was like like readying myself. And then it was like this is boring. <laughs> it's not yeah. it's not as bad as cuz I watched Hostel when I was younger and then I Great. rewatched it. <laughs> Jesus. Was that from your sister's? <laughs> no. This is what I went on my own. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so reasonable when I was age. like seven yeah. and I was right. I mean, oh, I got no. into Saw at a reasonable age. I was, I was in my teens, but I was, yeah, I watched Hostel when I was younger before I got into Saw, so I was like, oh, this is, this is bad. Ew. And then, Ew. And torture porn. Ew. And then I rewatched it Normies. with you guys, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is just kind of well, boring for most of it. Like, I mean, yeah. Because I said, I'm like, one of the things, like, I mean, yes, the, the torture scenes are very intense, but, like, it's, like, ten minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I said, I feel terrible for saying it, but, like, it ended, and I was, concentrated like... concentrated nonstop oh, ten minutes. Yes. But, yeah, it's ten but, minutes. But it's, like, oh, that's it. Like, it's, yeah. like, two scenes, and it's, like, oh, that's it. I think yeah. this okay. is one, and whenever <laughs> we cover it, we'll definitely get more into it, but it's one that modern... If you've watched horror movies like in the last five years, 
And then you see Hostel, like, yeah, it's gross, and it's a little disturbing, but it's not anything worse than you may have seen, sort it, it, of. Yeah, it's not blowing anything out of the right. water. Well, and it's it's a big cult hit because that was the fir- I mean, aside from Saw, the first Saw, mm-hmm. when there was objectively not a lot of gore, Hostel was like, what if you made it all about that? Mm-hmm. And by all about that, we mean... It's the point of the movie, but we're actually really into building the narrative around the movie. Well, and I think also what disturbed people a lot is that, like, the reasoning is just, there's no reason. They're just doing it to do it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not quite at the strangers, but it is just, like, you paid to yeah. do this. Like, yeah. that's pretty fucked. And then, objectively, like, we know from the movie, like, up on the card, it's like, you want to pay to get Americans yeah, because they suck. Well, but there's a whole... So, like, I noticed it when I rewatched it, like, mm-hmm. the whole scene when Pax talks to the American dude, which is arguably my favorite scene of the movie. Oh, it's the best scene. Where it's such a good scene. It's where my favorite like, lines come from. Because that's where he goes into where it's, like... Because his whole reasoning behind it is that, like, it's all these super rich dudes who he's, like, you know, I have bored. so much money, like... There's nothing that excites me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I've, I've done everything that there is to do... So, you know, now it's like, you know, if, if you had the option to, you know, essentially do whatever you want to do to an individual with no repercussions, <sighs> like. You can blow torch out their eye. Oh, <laughs> I hated that. I hate that. Yeah, that's, that's that one of the two things. That's too. Well, then she jumped in front of it. Well, later, but like <laughs> she didn't die. Yeah. That's one of the two parts I can't watch. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. 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 that's the part I can't yeah, watch. Yeah, I remember because you went, nope, nope, we're getting to this part. And I'm like, oh. They yep. do something yep. like that in Saw 3, but it's in choppy editing for two seconds in the unrated version. Oh, Saw 3, the entire final trap I can't watch. No, no, I'm talking about in the in the chain one. Oh, I can't watch that they, scene. They do that, but, it's, but that that's scene. only in the unrated cut, and it's only for like two seconds. Yeah. Hostel made it, like, Hostel the joke of the scene. Because, yeah. <laughs> again, Hostel's uh, made by Eli Ross, so he's got, like, a sick sense of humor. Mm-hmm. The song is amazing, though. But the song Like, is... I want a music yeah. video of Worst Vacation. Yes. I mean, I want one of the box, because I want to see them all as Cenobites. Like, oh, that would be more so than sick. anything. That would be rad. But, like, I want Worst Vacation, because I want just more people to be like, holy shit, this song is great, and for them to guaranteed play it. Mm-hmm. Because now they're like, what song should we play? And everyone's like, worst vacation in the box. Remember when, like, the <laughs> album dropped and everybody said that was their favorite song? <laughs> yeah, like, everyone was like, yeah, worst vacation, which is great. Because that was, you had gotten me the movies, Hostel and Hostel 2 in a two-pack, mm-hmm. like, two or three years ago. Maybe, like, two years ago. I think so, yeah. And I watched them, I was like, eh, sure. Like, because I watched Saw, and I'm like, this is just, like, lamer Saw. Which was not <laughs> fair, and I take it back. Um, But... When I, it had been like a long time since I had seen it. And like the album was like coming out, like I looked it up, like when I could get it, like time zone wise. It was like 1130. I was going to be able to like listen to it. So I was watching Hostel because I'm like, I got to refresh myself. And then when we got to Worst Vacation, it immediately became my favorite because I recognized it the most. Like I had Mm -hmm. just watched it. So like every single line. I got. Well, and you told me Like, that I'll make you my bitch. Like, I wouldn't have remembered that, because I had just watched that movie. I'm like, yeah, I get that shit. Then we watched the movie, and I said, she said the thing. She said the thing. (laughs) Steph, he's the guy from the bit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So everything's going to work out well for him. (laughs) That's what you're telling me. That was perfect. It was the perfect thing of, like, well, this character's great. Like, he's the guy from the bit. You're like, 
the bit because there's a, a part in the, the song right the before song. the breakdown yeah. where they just play out the scene where the German doctor kills whatever the guy's name is. Josh. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Josh. Poor rip in peace, Josh. Honestly. <laughs> Getting a lot of rip in pieces this this uh, session. <laughs> yeah, he went fast. Speaking of Painful rip in peace, Evil Dead. Evil Dead. <gasps> Ex Mortis, I would, I think, is the musical song of the album. <laughs> this one was also like, I got a whole new appreciation for it after we watched the movie and after they played it live. Because it's so it's goofy. It's so fun. It's like, such a goofy, we, fun song. Because Evil Dead is goofy and fun, except the remake. <laughs> the remake is brutal. No, which yes. I love. But man, is it well, so could, different. Could you imagine if someone watched that movie, like, because they heard this song, they're like, oh, God. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is we, not fun at all. When, because when we went into it, um, before we watched Evil Dead 2, the only Evil Dead movie I'd ever seen was the remake. Yeah, so you so listened to the song, like, this Evil is Dead not a fun. And I was like, this is very different. <laughs> <laughs> makes more sense. Which we watched Evil Dead 2, and then we watched Hostel. And I'm like, one's like a fun, campy, like, and I... the other one is not. <laughs> I so I seriously whenever we do Evil Dead as a franchise breakdown that'll be the next time I like go off with like here's why everyone needs to watch it mm-hmm. because they're just fun. Yeah. They're just fun movies. And the like Evil Dead the first movie is not like, you know, it's, it's still goofy, but it's not goofy because it's trying to be goofy. It's goofy because it was made for like $20. Yeah. <laughs> Evil Dead 2 is goofy because they had the budget to make it goofy. And, and then they Campbell's just went like, over the top with it. Treasure. God, I love Bruce Campbell he's, so much. Watch the movie for him alone. Like, Honestly, yeah. yeah. And I recommend watching Evil Dead 2 because Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 are the same movie. It's just Evil Dead was like the student film version of Evil Dead Yeah, 2. Evil Dead 2 is not like a direct sequel. No. Plus, Evil Dead 2 has the, the fun bits from the song. Yeah. yeah. Like, he says groovy in the, the song. I'm like, yeah, he said it! He said the and, thing! Yeah. yeah, that song... And they say just... Army of Darkness, and I'm like, yes, Army of Darkness! I that, too. I was like, hey. I love Army of Darkness. But, and that song, I mean, there's an Evil Dead musical out there. Yes, it's based on two. It's based on, like, all... Mostly. Yeah, it's kind of like a very Potter musical in terms, like, of <laughs> Evil Dead, in that it has a lot of jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, about just the different characters. Like, the guy that ends up getting possessed who's just, like, the daughter of the guy that owns the cabin. Like, her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He has a whole song about how he's, like, so just I'm just, like, a spare guy. Like, he has, like, a whole Cedric Diggory song <laughs> before he gets possessed by a demon. And I feel like this song fits, like, right in those, in like, in that musical, which I think was the one question I forgot to ask Spencer, which is, like, have you heard of Evil Dead the musical? And if oh, so, sure is this not this totally inspired. based on that? <laughs> Man, you've heard the musical, right? Yes, I, I haven't seen it, which I'm dying to see it one of these days. We could just like, put it on ourselves. Honestly, <laughs> throw Adam Lewis directing it, too. New Friends, let's do it. Oh I mean, he probably picked it already, but, yeah. like, you know. Like, new, new Friends next year. Yeah. <laughs> so... Farewell of Flesh is the best song on the album, I'm gonna say. Yeah. Like, objectively, it's just fucking so... They knew where to end this album. Yes. Like, I, you put the Candyman song <laughs> at the end of the album, and, like, It Is The End is your ending song. Mm-hmm. Like, that is your forever ending song. 
putting a song at the end is like a challenge to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it better be good. So I knew it would be awesome mm-hmm. from the second I knew that it was going to be the last song. This is another one that kind of like Welcome to Horrorwood where it starts out that very soft, like the little piano intro mm-hmm. and the very, and then the fucking drop. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever really heard of a song that's mixed ballad and like it, it's it's a ballad but it also just hits like a mm-hmm. like a speed metal song mm-hmm. like i don't know how it does both <laughs> magic <laughs> because like Candyman, like with, with what we talked about like it's supposed to not really be about how he's evil mm-hmm. but like why and what happened and, and all that stuff which was cool that they did that like they took from the newer movie as well and mm-hmm. or at least in the subject material because i haven't seen the sequels of Candyman. Yeah. i'd be willing to watch them they look good farewell to flesh is named after the sequel mm-hmm. um but had, Steph, had you seen Candyman before we I watched it, it once. once the twins and i watched it like years ago so i like knew like i knew the whole like you call his name five times and he shows mm-hmm. up and but i'm like i there was a lot of it i didn't remember so. I really hope this is the one song or one movie that like explodes because of this album. Mm-hmm. Like if for, like all of them deserve to cuz they're all <laughs> fun movies. But Candyman especially. Like the way that they made the song, everyone loves it despite that if they haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I love it so much because I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And because it's just such a faithful like representation of the source material. Mm-hmm. It's very good. The music video for that would also be kind of cool. That would like, you awesome. get Tony Todd for it. <gasps> They'd have to. Yes. He'd do it. He'd he fucking would. do it. Oh, he oh, yeah. Someone get this song to Tony Todd, first of all. Because, like, Bill Mosley is in their music videos, so mm. he's got those oh, contacts. Yeah, he's and he's even said, he's like, I have an agent who represents, like, all those people. So I'm just a phone call away from, like, hi, can Bill Mosley, like, show up in our music video or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, get Tony yeah, if they got Tony Todd for a music video for Farewell to Flesh, I think I'd lose my shit. Truly. <laughs> I've now settled on uh, my two, like, hopefully, if they make another special edition with more songs, mm-hmm. my two singles I'm hoping they do are Sleepaway Camp and they get Felissa Rose, and one about yes. Carrie that they get Andy Biersack to guest on from Black Bell Brides, because now they're touring They already together. did Carrie, though. No, no, uh, not Carrie. Christine, sorry, the oh. car one. Because <laughs> I'm like, it, it, two C names. <laughs> Because I'm like, they're running out of Stephen King stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> and they're running out of slashers that no one has heard of before. Because <laughs> they did Silent Night, Deadly Night. They did, you know, all of the weird ones. Can we talk about the show? No. Let's, oh, let's do it. Dave, do you want to talk about let's the show? Let's talk about the show. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk about the show, and I'll just stare mad at Steph. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we went to the show in... At the Rust Bucket. Rust Belt? Rust the bucket. Rust Bucket. <laughs> rust yeah, the Rust Belt. In East Moline. Yeah. Great uh, venue, actually. Which, yeah, from where we really were. Which, yeah, was a nice venue. Um, it was my first time seeing, like, a metal concert. It was my fourth concert I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, you had to go with us? I'm so sorry. Oh, it was, <laughs> no, it was great. Because y'all know what you're doing oh, at concerts. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing was just always, like, in the weeks leading up to it, like... Just, like, anytime I'd be talking about it, i look at Dan and, like, you, just, you don't even know yet. Yeah. Like, you're just not even <laughs> fucking ready for how great... Like, I was very excited, obviously. But, like, I've seen Ice Nine Kills, like, four times. Mm-hmm. 
and I was like, I've never been more excited to see a band I've already seen before because there's so much new stuff. Mm. And Bad Omens was there. Oh, <laughs> Bad Omens was great. Brief aside to talk about how great Bad Omens is. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to do great that right now. Band. Because <laughs> I'm going to say, so I had been told um, by several people to listen to Bad Omens, listen to Bad Omens. Like, Fucking Silver awesome. kept like, telling me, listen yeah. to Bad Omens. And I really, really wanted to. But fucking Welcome to Horrorwood was just so good that literally yeah, the month leading up to the show, the I listened to nothing but that. So I got into Bad Omens. Bad Omens dropped their new single, The Death of Peace of Mind, like mm-hmm. a week before we saw them. Yeah. And I listened to that song nonstop because it's so fucking good. Fucking <laughs> this album's going to be great. Yeah. This new album. Especially because the songs they released past that, like Artificial Suicide. Did you see the video I'm, for it? Yeah, I shared it on Instagram because yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> So like when there's when we went to see them, I only really knew like three songs, and they didn't. I knew play the one, one from American Satan. I like, knew that's the first the big song one. they played and the last song they played, and then I knew bits and pieces of other songs. But their set ended, and I immediately turned to Matt and go, "So we're gonna see them again, right?" And he's like, "Oh, as yeah. soon as possible." And I've been listening to them nonstop since their show. Like, yeah. oh my fucking god, they're so good. They're so good. Man. Every song I hear, I just love. So once they finished and you got a handle on what a metal show was going to be like, <laughs> what was that like? I mean, we, we should probably talk. We did a meet and greet semi Q&A thing with the, mm-hmm. with the band. So we got there early to play horror trivia against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the past, you and I, Steph, have played horror trivia with and against them. Yeah, well, so I was curious about how – so um, I've done meet and greet with them twice. Matt and I did a meet and greet with them once. Yeah. And both times when we did it, because um, uh, it was they would they would lead us all in. There were usually like forty or fifty people in the group, and they would split us up into teams, and then every team would get a band member on their team. And so when we did it, um, we did horror movie trivia, and it was just ten generic questions. And we, we got Spencer. Got, so, we got Spencer, know. so of course we, we were gonna yeah. win. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, whoever got the most out of ten won, which was us. And then when I did the VIP myself for my birthday show, um, we did Jeopardy. We did horror movie Jeopardy. Joe wore an Alex Trebek wig, Joe was Alex Trebek. (laughs) And um, my favorite part about that, so again, I was on Spencer's team, but um, and um, my favorite part about that was the first time Joe paused to give a uh, score breakdown. Because they were doing, if you got the question wrong, you lost the points. So he was like, Amazing. all right, score breakdown. So he's like, all right, Spencer's team is in first with 1,100. He's like, uh, second is Dan with zero. <laughs> Poor Dan. <laughs> and then Ricky had negative 300. Yeah, Patrick it's like Patrick had... was always the worst. Well, because Patrick, there was one question where literally Patrick kept answering. <laughs> and Joe's like, stop answering. <laughs> So our trivia this time was kind of cool because now that it was three of us, I didn't yeah. want us all to get split up. It was well, normally nice they that... wouldn't split up, like because they were right. ask us like how many people are in your group, and then they would divvy you up right. that way. I think it would have been kind of fun if we all three were on different teams, especially yeah. because I feel like from what you've said with the show that you went to by yourself, um, the one that we went to together, and now the one that the three of us went together. We're still like the anchor of the oh, yeah. against <laughs> Ice Nine Kills team. Yes, like. <clears throat> Steph answered like four questions about Pet Cemetery correctly, mm-hmm. and now it wasn't even just that she got them before they did. Nobody knew them. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I had one or two as well, but it was more like I just well, I just remember everything. At Spencer, I didn't. Do it, okay. <laughs> I know everybody listening is like, of course, 
But like, I didn't like try to do. Us after that. <laughs> I know, and I felt so bad because I'm like, I'm not trying to be like an asshole. I was just like, I'm answering the question correctly, mm-hmm. and he was like, like, this isn't it this, and I'm like, it's this in the remake. And he's like, oh, that's totally right. So it wasn't like a, you're an idiot. Yeah. He went like, okay, fucking idiot. You think you know horror? Yeah. <laughs> well, because he does. Like, yeah. he clearly does. Well, yeah, so it was it was the crowd versus the band, but it was the crowd versus Spencer, because I don't yeah. think anybody else knew any of the answers. <laughs> well, Joe and Ricky were the buzzers. That's I right. Have that. And I, and Patrick and was right in front of me, of and I, I was, tr- I, I got to a point where, yeah, it was right around the time that you were saying, like, you know, I think this is rigged. And Joe's like, <laughs> you guys are winning, like, by a significant... It was, like, something like we seven, seven to two. three. Yeah, I seven think. to three. Yeah. But oh, I told Pat, time. I was like... Because everyone was like, oh, you know, well, how are we going to, like, make this fair? Like, they're running away with it. I'm like, if Pat gets this right, oh, they yeah. win. Well, and he's just, like, doubled over for a second. Well, no, that was the thing. The final question... Well, because we got to the final question, and Joe's like, this question's worth three points. And someone in the crowd's like, you still, you still will lose. lose. <laughs> and he's like... And so then I said, okay, I'm like, if anybody but Spencer answers this <laughs> question, said, yeah. you guys automatically win. <laughs> yeah. So the questions this time, instead of uh, Jeopardy or a generic horror trivia, it was like, they took 10 questions and they basically, you know, it was the first best of 10 and it was all a different horror movie that was based on, you know, one of the songs they did. This did show, it, night, yeah, so this show happened Cemetery. to be Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, damn it! I don't know that much about that one. I only and then knew evidently because I knew we a had lot. just watched it. Like, yeah, the that's month true. Before. That's the only reason why I knew. Most the only of the reason that I, I would have known the the town <laughs> thing is because I watched the remake more recently, mm-hmm. and I'm like, they're from Boston, but I remember specifically in the original that they go to O'Hare Airport because their family is from Chicago. But I wasn't gonna do all of that. I'm like, yeah. it just matters <laughs> that I know that it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, then, yeah, then they had, like, questions and, and whatnot. I know that there was uh, a lot of people asking them, like, well, you know, what their favorite song on the album was, and they seemed to just kind of be like, I don't know, they're all fucking really good. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer's like, I don't know, Feral the Flesh is fun and Shower Scene's fun. Like, well, he's... that's why I like when people change it up, like, what's your favorite one to play live, or, yep. like, which one, mm-hmm. like, has the best breakdown in it. Mm-hmm. There's a question that I thought of after the fact that I wish I asked, where um, it was, like... When, when they, and, and like this just goes for any album, like are there songs when they release the album that they're like, okay, these are going to be the hits? And yeah. like, so do they pick that? I'm like, are there any songs that surprise them with either that it's more of a hit than they thought or less of a hit than they yeah. thought? Like, I feel like that's normal. Like, at least with them, they were like, the singles are going to be the ones everyone like goes for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which for the longest time was true. Like, when I listened to the album when it came out, I almost like didn't listen to the singles. Because it was almost like it was another album. Mm-hmm. I'm like, these are new songs that are like just as good, but I, I can't even compare like Worst Vacation to Funeral Arrangements. Like, mm-hmm. I If you had been like, what's your favorite song on the album? I would have said a new one. I wouldn't have said any of the singles because I'm like, well, those are the singles. Well, that's why I say Funeral Arrangements is my favorite of the singles. Yeah. that Mine has pretty much every time one came out, it switched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it lingered on Rainy Day for a while until I learned Funeral Arrangements, and it was that one, and now it's Worst Vacation. I told Matt the day that I I realized I had listened to Worst Vacation four times in a row without realizing it and went, I think this is my favorite song. (laughs) So, Dan, your favorite song and then your favorite song that you heard live. And if it's the same one, pick another one. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, I'm going to... 
I'm gonna go about this how you guys were talking about. I'm gonna separate with single and good songs. That's how I do it. Because my favorite of the singles has been and will always be Assault and Batteries. Yeah. Because again, I just love Child's Play, so it had that little like <laughs> nook in my heart to yeah. just pop to pop in with. Um, my favorite off the album is Farewell to Flesh. Bar none. I love that song. It's so good. You remember when you came to my door and I was listening to it and you just like looked at me and we like both realized what it was and immediately went, oh, it's so good. <laughs> like we both looked at each other, like realized the other had listened to it and then mm-hmm. we're like, we can talk about it. Um, and I think my favorite one to have seen live was uh, Welcome to Horrorwood because it kind of got me in the vibe of what the show was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also just really love that. It really yeah. is just such an earworm. Mm-hmm. Um, when they all came out dressed as um, in their suits from the Hip to Be Scared music video, because it's the mm-hmm. Hip to Be Scared tour, um, I was, I did, wasn't sure if they were waiting until the album to come out to change it up, because I know that there was, like in the shows they did, like the festival ones before the album came out, they mm-hmm. all had the suits. And I was like, how the hell can you possibly play a metal show in a full suit? That must be nightmarishly so hot. did the Emptiness Tour, the original Emptiness Tour. That's true. Mm-hmm. Though they're all skinny boys, though. All these guys, I'm like, just <laughs> sweat your fucking asses off. Yeah. Um, but I figured that they would switch it up, but uh, they didn't. But what they did do, and I'm glad they kept it, was that every song Spencer changed it, and they did some sort of act out because that's what's the best thing about their live shows on not only seeing it live but they do the movie on stage <laughs> um and uh they brought chevy back so they had her for like yeah. all the different oh, she's um, great i love her <laughs> i know it was like evil dead and psycho and they got it's fried she came out and did mm-hmm. stuff again yeah. but yeah they have like it's like interactable stuff it's, oh, yeah. it's so it's cool so to watch cool. how was that watching that so it was really interesting because I know Spencer's a nerdy little theater boy. Oh, heart, God, yes. And I love that. Because that's when it really, like, rang true for me for the first time, really thinking about Spencer and his love of horror theater. Like, the fact that he loves Little Shop will always be one of my favorite little tidbits about Spencer. Do you think if we, like, produced a Little Shop and we're like... want nothing more than for him to be the dentist. Like, but I'm saying, like, if we went to him, I think he'd say yes. Because I know there's a couple singers out there that are, like, I know Andy, at least, from Blackfield Brides, is like, if anyone ever wants to cast me in Sweeney Todd, I'll do it. I'll drop everything and I'll do it. Oh, my God, he would be so he good. Because lo- he loves Sweeney oh, Todd. Oh, he would be so good. And now that you know it, don't you want that also? Yes! <laughs> and don't you want Oren as Spencer? Yes. Because think about how, like, goofy he'd be. <laughs> and he could sing, of course. Well, so, yeah. You know. But, yeah, I feel like that was my favorite thing about her running around and then having those murders on stage mm-hmm. was just so fun and so theatrical and something I would never have expected in between my headbanging session. Truly. Because that was something that brought, because the first time when we saw them, when the Silver Scream had dropped, it was April of 2019. It, they, they did it, like, all of them dressed up as a different horror character. Spencer had, like, some kind of a mask or a prop for basically every song. But, like, I mean, you know, we saw them at that little stage in Champagne. So, yeah. like, they didn't really have a whole lot of room to do stuff. And then the second tour that we saw at the end of that year, where then they went the full out. That's like, when the drum set had the the jigsaw puppet eyes. Mm-hmm. They all had like there was they had the big hands holding like the Freddy Krueger claws and all that shit. Like they had an intro for like every song, like a oh, clip God, from the so movie cool. would play that's out. So and cool. that's when Chevy like kind of came yeah. out more and did all her stuff on stage. And 
like every song was like a performance like yeah. it was when mm-hmm. we saw it and this one was like even, there were it was like seeing in this moment where like there are costume changes like mm-hmm. spencer went and put on the pennywise costume and then he yeah. went and put on the full ghost face costume mm-hmm. and you know, like he went and got the John Kramer mask when they did the the, the like saw he had song. The Candyman coat and hook. Yeah, I oh, love yeah. that he had the coat. I'm he like, oh coat, shit. Yeah. He went. Mm. He when he came out, um, they they put that like fucking crazy like mic stand, stand out yeah. that had like bodies in it and it had like all the masks. <laughs> it was so awesome, and those screens mm-hmm. that had the it was mm-hmm. like both to like get the lyrics for the new songs. Yeah, but it also like <clears throat> during the shower scene at least the one I can remember. Where like during that part, yeah, like Chevy was like on stage, and then she like went behind the screen, and then and there was, was like the an image of, yeah. of Spencer they did it killing in, her. Uh, hip to be scared too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Paul in the head. Yeah. Oh yeah, which is so weird. Um, was I with, I was with one of you when I w- looked up the uh, the American Psycho musical. It was not me. Right. <laughs> how they did the... Put down like a yeah, how they did the um, in, Huey Lewis in the new the scene. the audience and the actors so they could just blast the screen with uh, stage blood. Oh, it really? was so awesome. That's really cool. It's like, rad. it wasn't like a fun little, like, from behind thing. It was like, he was sitting facing the audience and then he showed up with an axe and just hit him with it and then blood from, like, the bottom of, like, the... the chair or whatever just sprayed up on this plexiglass wall oh wow and i'm like that is so cool that's really cool yeah man i'll still never get over the matt smith played uh yeah Patrick bateman in the london production matt smith, and someone else was in that show too right when we were, yeah because we were so, looking yeah. it up it was someone else that we were like what are they doing here <laughs> it was someone from um book of mormon or something i think was there and i'm like wait what Okay, so we've talked a bit about the show. Um, we take a break here. We'll probably divide it into two episodes, and then we're going to start a new segment on the show. And Steph's going to be the inaugural guest to do it. Yay. Um, but before we do that, do you have any plugs? I know you do. I feel like do you want to plug them. Plugs? Yeah, like your Twitch channel. That I haven't done anything on in a while. <laughs> and, but you have it. You got okay. it. You got us. I mean, you got us, people. The least we could do okay. is do the same for um, you. So I have a Twitch channel. I started streaming. I haven't streamed in a while. The problem is, is because everything I want to stream right now is not on PC. That's true. So that's the problem. But yeah, it's twitch.tv slash codofwar16. C-O-D of war. Like Kratos, but as a fish. Um, <laughs> it's a costume in God of yes, War 2 <laughs> um, but yeah I, I want to try to start streaming um, some more I haven't done it in a bit but yeah we come for a fun little romp and yeah. we play games and I yell at the screen like an idiot and it's great <laughs> I know at the very least you and I planned on doing God of War together but I know we can probably do something I mean, I just got Outlast, that same sale I was telling you guys about. I, I just got Outlast. I did play the original Outlast on my stream. Yeah, so that maybe maybe it's time to give another video game first. episode a try. <laughs> I will absolutely do a video game episode with you. Like, we, we should, we should do it. I mean, the commentary alone would be great. <laughs> I mean, our alien one <laughs> fell apart. never will never ever saw see the light of day. I was also sick as hell, and I feel like maybe if I just let you play out last, and I just make fun of you from the kitchen, then that, that would works. be a great, yeah. that'll be, I won't get sick and dizzy, and then, you know, you'll be scared. I don't, because yeah. have you played out last no, before? It's perfect. Perfect. terrifying, Danny. Because I have, it's, terrifying. it's very scary. <laughs> like, 
I don't want to do it again because there's some you parts I remember and I don't want to have to do it. And you're well. What scared me the most about it is you can't attack. When things find you, you just have to run. Yeah. Oh, I, don't like that. I did not like it, and it's dark, and you have a camera that has the worst battery life ever. <laughs> yeah, just like my phone. Yeah. That's the real horror story. I, I half of my stream about that was just yelling about the battery life. But we did the, my last couple streams we did, um, we did music streams. Like we watched my motionless concert that I made, ah. which was really fun because I got to kind of go through every video and like talk about like, this was the show that we went to. And yeah. then everybody was sending me concert videos to watch, which was great. I love it. Um, so yeah, so twitch.tv slash Cod of War 16. Um, again, I haven't streamed in a while, but hopefully soon might have to wait till after ship rocked but uh yeah steph is gonna be on a cruise with like four of my favorite bands cool <laughs> mm-hmm. it's gonna be pretty sweet yes. for you man uh, ju- i keep wanting to say like july january like, it's in like three weeks it's in two weeks or two weeks it's yeah. crazy yeah ju- uh, january 22nd through the 27th yes and i'm i know we're gonna be seeing ice nine kills again in march with most you are in a show <laughs> being all successful and stuff <laughs> Alright, that does it for the sequel of your dreams.